BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Pass picked off by CJ for Big three. Shot. Yes! And the Cougars take the lead. Top of the key three for TJ Haas. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. That's right, afternoon. A rare afternoon BYU basketball game at home. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Today, the BYU Cougars back at the Marriott Center hosting a former conference rival, the Aztecs of San Diego State. Now, the Cougars began the season on Tuesday night with a win over Cal State Fullerton. 76-58 was the final score from the Marriott Center. The big story was the play of transfer guard Alex Barcelo. Boy, was he good. The former Arizona Wildcats scored 17 points, which, by the way, tied for the team high. was also a new career high for him. His previous had been 16 with Arizona. Also shot 7 of 9 from the field. That included 3 of 4 from three certainly a great debut for Alex Barcelo and quite frankly the overall shooting was impressive for BYU as a team the shot 49 percent from the floor 46 percent from the perimeter now tonight's opponent is a familiar one San Diego State comes to town also with a record of one and oh the Aztecs beat Texas Southern on Tuesday at Viejas 77-42 was the final score. If you remember last season, BYU went to San Diego and lost to the Aztecs 90-81. Now, this is a new-look Aztec team from the one that the Cougars saw last year. And quite frankly, this is a new BYU team than what the Aztecs faced. The Aztecs, uh, they're still big and athletic, but their backcourt consists of two transfers, Malachi Flynn from Washington State and then a familiar foe, for BYU. That would be KJ Fagan from Santa Clara. Obviously, BYU has, has faced him before. There's also a new forward in the mix from Vanderbilt. His name is Yanni Wetzel. Uh, this will be a much harder task for BYU than what we saw against Cal State Fullerton just a couple of nights ago. Time for today's player interview, this time talking with sophomore guard Connor Harding. Now, Harding scored 11 points in Tuesday night's season opener. Also had a career-high eight rebounds in that game. Connor is a really important piece to what this BYU team wants to do, especially with his ability not only to shoot and score, but as we saw with the career-high eight rebounds, to rebound the basketball. I talked with Connor after practice this week. Here's our chat. I know sometimes you, you think you know what you have and you think you know how things are going to go, but then when you get into a game, things are a little different. Now that you've had one game under your belt, how does the team feel after the one game? I just feel like the most important thing that we have a bunch of players that can step up and you know be a player in that night. Um, you, if you see the UT Tyler game to the game we just played, I mean, we have different players stepping up and, and making plays, and so that's what makes a... You know, a team's special overall is when you have people step up every single night to bring up the team. Did you learn anything about your teammates, your, the team, the way you guys played that maybe you didn't anticipate learning about yourself? No, I mean, we've, we've kept our identity pretty much like all the se- um, off season to, to the games. You know, it's just being ourselves and doing what we know that, that works um, day in and day out. And so, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we're going to have some frustrations. We're going to have some things not go our way, but we're just going to we're going to grind it out. You mentioned the word identity. What do you think the identity is, and what do you ultimately want it to be? Yeah, I think our biggest identity is, you know, we have a bunch of players that just want to win. We have, we have seven seniors on our team. They have experience. You know, some of them have been on the biggest stage, and they know how to win. And so that's just what, what our agenda is, is just to win at the end of the day. 
This is a team that, unlike other teams in the past, does have a lot of seniors, a lot of veteran leadership. Have you noticed a difference in that versus even just maybe last year? You know, absolutely. Um, our focus, you know, every single day is, is just there. And, you know, we have one senior to pick us up, and if another one's not there, because, you know, it's, it's a challenging um, situation to be in, you know, to bring the energy every single day. But when you have seven of them, you know, one of them is going to step up and, you know, call you out or, you know, bring the pace or energy that, that we need. And so it is a little different from last year. And, you know, this is their last ride. And so we're going to make we're going to make the most of it. How do you think you did in uh, in the opening game? Um, I think overall, you know, I, I played I played solid. I could be, you know, more aggressive and make more plays for my team. And, you know, there's always film doesn't lie. I've watched a bunch of film, and, and then I need to improve. Talking with Coach Burgess before that game, he had mentioned the one thing he knows about this team, because we're talking about things that maybe are a little unknown at this point and things that he, he's pretty confident about. And the thing he was confident about is how well this team is going to shoot the ball. That was certainly on display in the opening game. I have to imagine being a part of that group, where you look around and everybody on the floor for the most part can shoot the ball and shoot it at a high percentage, that's got to be a confidence-building thing every time you step on the floor. You know, absolutely. Um, I was actually talking to, you know, Coach about this. I just feel like, you know, the Golden State Warriors, you know, a couple years ago, they're down 15 points, but guess what? That's only five threes to them. And, you know, that's just how I feel as a team. You know, we can get down, but we can hit like three or four threes in a row and we can go on a run. And so we just never feel like, like we're out of the game no matter what, because those threes count up really fast. One of the benefits of non-conference games is you get to play a, a lot of different teams and different styles. That will certainly be the case from game one to game two. San Diego State, a completely different team than what you saw in your first game. What do you guys know so far about this San Diego State team? You faced them last year, but the, like you guys are different than you were last year. They're a different team as well. Yeah, you know, they're big, strong, and athletic. They have two guards that really understand the game, um, very high IQs. And so it's going to be able to, to you know, confuse them on defense, get them rushed up a little bit, but, you know, just stay to our principles. But, you know, this San Diego State team, um, they're really solid. They have a bunch of shooters also, just like us, and they have some bigs down low. And so I think just the biggest thing for us is how we're going to rebound against them. Like I said, I know this is a different team than the one you faced last year, but you had, a, you had a really good game against them last year. You played 26 minutes. You were 3 of 3, 2 of 2 from 3. I think you finished with 8 points. What do you remember from that game in San Diego against them last year? I remember that we got down early in the first half, and we couldn't scratch back. And, you know, it was just like a long game from from there. And so I feel like, you know, this year's we're going to give them, you know, all, all that we have. And so last year, you know, we we was like 52 to 38 at that going into halftime. We lost like 81 to 90. And so we're going to come out throwing some punches at the start, I feel like, this time. We've talked a lot about basketball for obvious reasons. How's life outside of basketball going for you right now? Life's absolutely wonderful right now, you know. You know, at the best university in the world, <laughs> at BYU, and my family's close to me, and so... You know, everything's just going great. The vibe around this team is is really good. Everybody's really excited, and there's obviously some newness with the new coaching staff and things, and that, that I think that helps with that. It seems like a really positive atmosphere right now. You know, absolutely. You know, I think the reason why it's so positive is because this offseason, you know, we have we have grinded together. You know, we've been through it all with each other. And so, you know, that just builds us up and you say, no, I'm, I'm going 100%. He's going 100%. I got my, uh, my teammates back. He's got my back. And so I feel like that has put us together as a team, you know, waking up early in the morning, staying here late at night, 
you know, we have no choice but, but to love each other. Well, you get the uh, rare Saturday afternoon home game uh, against a, a former conference rival, long time, a lot of battles between these two schools. I know a lot of people are excited about this one. Thanks for taking the time and good luck. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. That was BYU guard Connor Harding. Appreciate him taking a few minutes this week, getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the San Diego State Aztecs. I loved his comment uh, about, you know, if you're down 15, like this team has confidence. That's only five threes. Like We can handle that. I I love that type of mentality. And it's not always going to work, certainly, but if you have that mentality that we have the shooters on the team and that's all it's going to take is five threes, I I I love that. I think you're going to – I think you're going to – you're going to will yourself to some victories with that type of mentality. So love to hear that. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with former Cougar BYU radio analyst Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. They used to be conference rivals. They are meeting up again today in Provo, the BYU Cougars and the San Diego State Aztecs coming your way right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Jason Shepard with you. Let's head next door to the Marriott Center, the side of today's game, and join my good friend, former Cougar superstar, he is Mark Durant. Hello, Mark. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. It's funny how I get better as the years go by. <laughs> it's, it's good. That's hey, it's better than going the other direction. <laughs> well, in many other respects, <laughs> I'm going the other direction. So, well, let's talk about somebody who's certainly not going the other direction, and that is Alex Barcelo. Mark, I was really excited to see him play. I had no idea we were going to see him be that dynamic in Game One. Look, I I will admit. I am completely overreacting to just one game, but I am perfectly fine with it. He was awesome. Yeah, I really don't think it's that big of an overreaction, actually. I mean, I can kind of tell when it's a fluky thing and a guy gets hot and has a nice game, and I can kind of get a feel for, for a guy like that. But I, I think Alex is the real deal. and He may not shoot as well as he did, but... He's going to play hard. He's always going to play that hard. And he's, he seems to be really compact and strong. And if you can have a point guard type guy that is lightning quick laterally and is strong and can defend just by himself a point guard, that is a huge, huge thing for a defense. I mean, if, if you have a point guard that can break down the guy guarding them and get into the paint, that, I mean, that's the ideal thing you want to do offensively. Get in the paint with your guards, force big guys to come up to stop you, force wing guys to come down to stop you, and you can kick it then to those guys. That, I mean, that's that's a great offense alone right there. Get your point guard in the paint. He's able to turn guys and not let them do that. And that's really impressive to me. And then you've got guys like Jake Toulson on the wing who, who's similar, not as quick but strong, able to guard. Uh, that's really going to help BYU. They've had s- struggles in years past on dribble penetration from quicker teams. I don't know that it'll be that big of an issue this year for this team. 
And then he's a really nice distributor. What I really like about him as well is he puts pressure on the defense. I mean, he goes 100 miles an hour, make or miss, get him the ball, and he's attacking. And BYU's able to do some nice things in transition. They, they struggled at times in that first game uh, in a half-court offense. But when he's able to get out in transition, create troubles for the defense, they've got to get back, know where he's at, stop him, and then he's able to kick it to open shooters. That's really important for a guard to be able to really get the defense on their heels and score in, in transition. And so, I mean, I really liked what I see, I'd seen from him. And, and my favorite play of the game was, this is like first two or three possessions he played defense, and he gets screened, and it's an offensive foul, and he gets up, and you thought he just won the game with the last <laughs> second shot. He, you thought he was uh, Bogdanovich or whoever. Uh, uh, and he just was fired up, and he's like, yeah, it's screaming. I'm like, that's the guy I want. I don't want to play against him, but I want him on my team. Yeah, it was it was quite the debut for the former Arizona Wildcat. And, and you mentioned shooting a couple of times just a second ago. And I think the overall shooting that we saw, and yes, it was just game one, but I think it shows what this team is capable of top to bottom from a shooting perspective. And that was without Jake Toulson shooting the ball well, who I think everybody assumes coming into this season was going to be BYU's best shooter. Yeah, Jake and... TJ were terrible in the first half, didn't make a three, and yet BYU was having a nice half and shooting well from three. That, that's the most important thing. I mean, years past, you've had some good shooters, but not a lot of depth in shooting. So if TJ had a bad night or if Nick Emery had a bad night, then you're really struggling because, you know, you've got to rely on other uh, other things. But the thing I like about this team, you look at TJ, he's a 40% guy. Jake Toulson has proven he's a 40 to 45% guy. Uh, Connor Harding's shot looks great. He's a 40% guy. Zach Selyus is upper 30s. Uh, I think that Nixon can shoot up 30, 35%. When you go down the list, you've got guys around 40% from three. So if you could shoot 40% from three in any game, you're probably going to win unless something else is going really wrong. And obviously BYU doesn't have a lot going on in the post right now. But, man, I think they can do it. Partly because if one guy's missing shots, just bring in the next guy, and he'll hit it. And that's that's certainly how it's played out, obviously, extremely early. And it's been a problem for BYU in the past years, but I think it's going to be different this year. Well, and you just mentioned the, the big guys. How do you think they played in Game 1? Now, certainly uh, they were not tested against Cal State Fullerton like they will be today against San Diego State. What were your impressions of BYU's bigs the other night, and, and how do you think that transitions into what they'll face tonight against the Aztecs? You know, listen, I'm not going to sugar, sugarcoat it. It's going to be a real trial for BYU to get to Yoli. I mean, that's what you're trying to do. We all know that. Get to Yoli, and then it's going to be different because he can score anywhere, anytime. And and if you are missing shots, just give it to him. He'll go get it up, an easy bucket. So uh, Colby, Colby has some nice skills. Uh, he's slow. And he's kind of one-dimensional. That jump hook's nice. He needs to develop because even after the exhibition, they saw that film. What did they do? Took away that left shoulder and that right-hand jump hook. I mean, they were camped on a high side, daring him to spin. And he did spin and drew the foul a couple times. But he needs to have maybe one more little move when they're taking away that jump hook, just spin through, step through, whatever, and finish. That's all he really needs to do and then really hammer the boards hard. I think what you're going to have to do is maybe post up guys like Connor Harding or Jake Toulson or or, or uh, uh, you know Dalton Nixon, big 
big wing guys that can take the three guy or even the two guy down on the block. And they, they've got pretty good post moves. So that, that we used to do that with Andy Toulson all the time. You know, he was that size of guy, really strong, could score on the block. And so that, I think that's kind of your alternative without Yoli is get some of those more skilled, bigger three-men type guys on, on the block and see how you do with that. Talking with Mark Durand, it is our courtside conversation as we get you ready for the BYU Cougars and the San Diego State Aztecs. And with San Diego State into, I mean, you can't help but think back to all the battles that these two teams had specifically. I mean, everybody's going to immediately go thinking of, of Jimmer versus Kawhi. I think one of the reasons this was always a good series is because it was always two really good teams that played each other. And I'm excited to see what these two teams can do today because both teams are, are a lot different than the way they looked last year. Well, those those past games, I mean, I, I played against San Diego State. I played against, uh, I think, I, Tony Gwynn and uh, maybe it wasn't Tony, but uh, Michael Cage. Wow. Uh, no, I'm thinking of my brother. He played against those guys. I remember going to San Diego State, watching them, then going back and playing against those guys. I'm getting old. I'm starting to mix myself with my brother. I was gonna say, are you having your brother's <laughs> memories right now? Is that even possible? I, I, listen, I wish You guys I are had, close, though. I, I know you're close. I wish I had my brother's memories, man. <laughs> my career would have been a lot better, more enjoyable if I had his memory. But no, I remember watching those Michael Cage and Tony Gwynn and, and uh, growing up with that is what I meant to say, and then going and playing. And then many, many years, obviously, it's been intermittent since then. Um, but that Jimmer game, maybe the greatest game ever in this building, the most excitement, most fun, and great win over a number four undefeated team, San Diego State, with Kawhi Leonard. That's pretty cool. And then the whole after thing with the pictures. and yeah. I mean, It was that was a trip, man. That was I was an all-timer for us. But uh, And then they got just got totally hammered. I've, I've never seen BYU get uh, gypped out of a game like they did against San Diego State and Maui. Just it was real, it was a real travesty the worst i've seen in, in 23 years of a team getting a win taken away from them and uh, oddly enough the same official that did, did that is is calling this game which is super weird because he doesn't call many BYU games anymore so that kind of freaked me out when i was in the tunnel <laughs> there he is oh no but and then last year they got drilled at, at viejas so that i hope that some of these guys remember that but it, it, to get to your question they are different they're a little more you know they've got fagan from Santa Clara, I think it was. Mm -hmm. They've got some good guards. They're usually not a very good three-point shooting team, although they shot well last year. But they still do what they do. I mean, they just gun it up. They know they're going to miss. And then they send their big, long guys to go get rebounds. And then they they really try and D up. So they're not even worried about making the shot. They're they're worried about offensive rebounds. After one game, they lead the country in offensive rebounds for what that's worth. They just go crash the boards. And that's going to be a super big challenge for BYU to keep them off the boards and to somehow try and keep up with them in offensive rebounds. If BYU's within five offensive rebounds at the end of this game with San Diego State, they'll win it going away. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orem proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, you just mentioned rebounding and how important that will be. Besides rebounding, what else are your keys to today's game? Well, the other thing that San Diego State does is D you up and D the three. And that's kind of BYU's bread and butter is the three. So uh, I think BYU is going to have to shoot at least 15, 20 threes and then shoot around 35 to 40%. If they do that, they'll be fine. But if, if San Diego State's able to take away the three, it's going to be a real struggle. 
Mark, great stuff as always. Thank you for taking the time. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, my brother. You bet. There we go. Mark Durant, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center site of today's basketball game between the Cougars and the Aztecs. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college hoops and preview a very busy day here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. That's coming up after this. Cougar pregame live continues after this break on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Getting closer to tip-off from the Marriott Center, the BYU Cougars 1-0 on the season, hosting the San Diego State Aztecs, also 1-0 on the very early season. Welcome back in to Cougar Pregame Live. There's only one top 25 game going on in college basketball this afternoon. It is at the half, number 12 Seton Hall trailing Stony Brook, by two, halftime score, Stony Brook leading Seton Hall 33-31. to 31. Then there's a gap in top 25 action. No other game tips off until 5 o'clock Mountain Time. You'll have number 23, Purdue, hosting Texas. Number 8, Gonzaga, at home in Spokane at the Kennel, hosting Arkansas Pine Bluff. Number 13, Texas Tech, will be hosting Bethune-Cookman. Uh, number 7, Maryland, will be hosting Rhode Island. And then... The late game in top 25 action, 15th-ranked Oregon hosting the Broncos of Boise State. Uh, Right now in San Francisco, number 11, BYU women's volleyball in action, taking on the Dons of San Francisco. I was actually there last Saturday with soccer, my first time in San Francisco on campus. It was a beautiful campus, so I'm, I'm kind of imagining where, where women's volleyball is right now because it was a very picturesque campus. And right now the good news is the Cougars have the lead in set number one. They lead the Dons 2014 in set number one. Coming up a little bit later on today, BYU women's basketball on the road at Washington State beginning uh, the non-conference schedule for them. Also, a very, very busy day here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. We are obviously in BYU basketball coverage right now. As soon as BYU basketball post-game coverage wraps up, we will immediately go into Cougar pregame live the football edition to get you ready for BYU football back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium today. We're expecting that right around 4.30 Mountain Time for pregame to begin an hour before BYU football takes on the Liberty Flames. And then a really big game tonight for number 4 BYU women's soccer. It is senior night, a lot on the line for the Cougars. They are hosting LMU 8 o'clock Mountain Time Uh, At Southfield, I will have the call alongside Avery Walker. Uh, We will have that for you as BYU goes for the outright West Coast Conference Championship, which also includes the auto bid to the NCAA postseason. They're going to the postseason anyway, but this gives them the auto bid. The uh, selection show will be coming up on, on Monday to find out exactly where BYU goes. But not only do you have all that, BYU on the verge, if they can win tonight, their first undefeated regular season in program history. Plus, it's senior night. Seven seniors will be honored. It's a big, big night for BYU women's soccer and a big, big day for BYU broadcasting as we get you uh, taken care of with all three broadcasts here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Uh, Real fast, uh, let's give you some college football scores before we wrap things up. Number one, Ohio State. Listen to this score. Buckeyes lead 66-14 over Maryland. 
with just under five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. A couple of finals for you. It was number 17, Minnesota, upsetting fourth-ranked Penn State, 31-26. Tenth-ranked Florida shuts out Vandy, 56 to nothing. And in overtime, it is number 12, Baylor, defeating TCU, 16, or excuse me, it's tied, 16-16. And nearing the end uh, of this game, number 25, SMU, with an eight-point lead over East Carolina, 59 to 51. All right, that's going to do it. Coming up next, we're going to send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now, let's head back to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Marriott Center on the beautiful BYU campus in Provo, Utah for a Saturday matinee at the BYU Cougars and San Diego State Aztecs renewing what was once a classic conference rivalry. I am your play-by-play broadcaster, Greg Rubel, with me, my longtime broadcast partner, the legendary BYU Ironman, the former fabulous freshman, the one and only Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, the last time we sat courtside for BYU and San Diego State in the Marriott Center, it was almost nine years ago. Two top ten teams. It was Jimmer against Kawhi. It was a sold-out arena. It was basketball insanity. Easily one of the most memorable games we've ever called. Different environment here this afternoon, but there's still always a little something special when the Cougars and the Aztecs get together. Well, I don't remember that game very well, but let me tell you some (laughs) games that I remember well, Greg. At, At San Diego State, our first game together as a broadcast partnership, the Yarko album game, and uh, Steve Cleveland gets his first win. Uh, I think, yeah, he does. And, and they get the win there on the road against San Diego. Then I go back to my freshman year, the old uh, San Diego Convention Center or whatever that's called. And uh, I'm just, you know, a freshman, and I got I make two free throws late in that game to seal the victory. And I thought to myself, I've made it. This is the greatest. I actually made pressure free throws to help win a game. That was pretty cool for me. And then I go back even further watching Danny Ainge and Scott Runyon, Devin Durant, and uh, that crew beat – Michael Cage and Tony Gwynn on the so I got a lot of great memories from this rivalry. But yeah, the Jibber game that was the greatest of all time. I can't believe that happened. But there've been a lot of interesting, fun, exciting games between these two, and I think today's could be another one of them. When we come back, the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center in Provo this afternoon. 1-0 BYU hosting 1-0 San Diego State. In their third meeting since splitting as conference colleagues, the Aztecs have won three in a row against the Cougars, all three of those. BYU, meantime, has won six straight meetings in Provo and has won 29 of 32 all-time games here at the Marriott Center. Both teams won their regular season openers the other night. BYU at home over Cal State Fullerton 76-58, and San Diego State at home over Texas Southern 77-42, a game that the Aztecs led at the break by a score of 48-13. 
Aztecs led by as many as 41 on the night. The visitors pick to finish second in the Mountain West Conference. They start very long inside, have a potentially great scoring backcourt. In our pregame interview, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Coach Mark Pope talks about the nature of the challenge from Tuesday to today. Well, Tuesday was game one. Uh, we were playing against a team that was really, really physical uh, and bulky size-wise and really, really wanted to attack the rim. That was kind of the mentality we had, a team that wanted to run desperately in transition, a team that was going to really keep keep us isolated on the side. Like That was kind of the character of Fullerton. Today we get our first look at something we've been concerned about for the last six weeks is real length. And uh, a, a team that held their last opponent to 12 points in the first half. Um, a team that has always been a hallmark of their of their, uh, of their existence has been the defensive end of the floor with great length and great athleticism. So, um, so you know the challenge starts there. The new thing about San Diego State now that's a little bit new from passes is they have three guards in the backcourt that are ultra ultra talented scorers, and so. Um, it's a, a little bit of a different vibe from them. They're they're uh, picked really high uh, in the Mountain West Conference, I think second. Right, second uh, and they have a lot of new faces, but a lot of pieces that fit what they do with some added juice. So it's going to be a huge challenge for us. There's nothing better. You know, this is what we this is why we play the game is get a chance to do things like this. Those three guards, Flynn, Fagan, and Shackle, uh, one of them BYU saw last year at their place, and one of them BYU seen before with Santa Clara and KJ, and then Flynn comes out of Washington State. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I played Malachi Flynn as a freshman uh, a couple of years ago when I was at Utah Valley, and, uh, you know, we, we uh, staged a huge epic comeback and we're up, and then the last six minutes of the game, he just got every bucket, just in isolation, mm-hmm. just got every bucket. He's a really, really heady guard. He's a he's not a gunner like I think he was seven and seven and zero or five and zero assist turnovers last game and he makes plays for his team but he's fully capable of scoring at all three levels at any moment so their backward is really talented it's going to be a great challenge for us there were a lot of rebounds to be had against Texas Southern that said the Aztecs did grab 62 of them yeah um, they're long <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, their starting five was, uh, I think, 19th in offensive rebound efficiency or percentage last year. Uh, the transfer of Vandermilt, who starts at the four for them, is also 6'10", 240, and he's incredibly active on the glass. And so the, just the length of those two guys is uh, – I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see – you know, we've been we've been talking about this for a long time, about how we're going to figure this out. And now we get an in, in-person, real-life look at us trying to manage some length and, and see what we can figure out today and how tough we can be and how much of a wolf pack mob mentality we can have on the glass. And uh, the guys have, have rung the bell so far, and we'll see what we can do tonight where does the potential advantage for you lie in this kind of game well i think we're pretty mobile i i really do i think i think we're really mobile i think um uh you know i think we have the abilities to spread the floor i think our guys are really high iq guys i think our guys have some toughness that they're really trying to grow inside themselves and try, trying to find an identity we're far from having an identity but we're, we're working hard to find it and um, you know, I think that we have uh, obviously we're at home, which is a huge advantage, and, and we'll try and infuse as much pace and ball movement to this game as we can, um, and, and try and live that way. If there was one carryover you could take from from Tuesday to tonight that you thought uh, you know kind of said who you guys are, what would it be? Well, I thought we did a great job Tuesday against a team that was physical but not quite as long about rebounding with a mob mentality, and so I'm, I'm excited to see if we can carry that on. This is going to be a higher level. Um, and this is a this is a bigger challenge, but uh, the same idea. And so, you know, that's going to be a marker for us all season long. 
um, that we need to hold our own on the glass. It's going to be hugely important. So I'm excited to see if we can do it against this great rebounding team. Same group uh, for you guys starting today? Yep, starting the same group, which is so exciting. It's the, the, I don't even think we've had two practices uh, <laughs> since Italy where we started the same group. So this is really exciting. Hopefully they will feel a little bit of continuity there. Zach Shelley has got some run on Tuesday for the first time in a while. How did he respond, foot respond? How does he feel after one game? He felt great. He played so hard. He was so physical. Uh, he was great on the glass with eight rebounds last game. Uh, he moved the ball really well. Um, he was really active defensively. He had a couple cover middles that were really impressive. Uh, that's probably what I was most nervous about with him. And uh, So he'll be challenged again tonight. But, uh, you know, I think he's excited. And, you know, he's so hungry. Uh, he's so excited to kind of see um, what we can do this year. Uh, he'll be ready and he'll play well. Finally, Coach, you got to BYU the first time just after the Cougs left the Mountain West Conference. But this is kind of a renewal of a, of a series that was just uh, so high level back in the day. Yeah, it's, it's a legendary, uh, you know, the, that run, you know, both for San Diego State having the best run they ever had mm -hmm. in, in terms of rankings and BYU close to it uh, with superstars on both sides of the ball was such a special thing. And, you know, we, we, we play half the Mountain West this year, yeah. so uh, it's, it's really good for us. And you love these games because it's going to stretch you as much as you can possibly stretch, and hopefully you can manage it. And, and if you can, it's going to break you and you pick up the pieces and learn again. So uh, these are great games, and especially the chance to have this game at home is really special. Coach, thank you for the preview. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Greg. That is Mark Pope and this afternoon's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it's the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center in Provo for the middle game of BYU's three-game homestand to open the 2019-20 regular season. BYU was an opening night winner over Cal State Fullerton Tuesday, setting up today's matinee with San Diego State. First big resume game for the Cougs this season. And this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from Courtside, our statistician. BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Tanner Rawl. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our BYU Radio engineers, Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Our interns are Max Clark at BYU Radio Studios and Jeffrey Carroll here at the Marriott Center. Good to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, over the air on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You can hear us on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app, plus BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You can hear play-by-play -play archives and highlights and interviews on the BYU Basketball Podcast. Well, the first game of the Mark Pope era was a successful one, a comfortable win over Fullerton on Tuesday. First of nine games without superstar National Awards candidate Yoli Childs. And Mark, and not that missing Yoli is any kind of blessing in disguise, no, but if there's going to be any benefit to his absence, it will have to come in the development of depth. When Yo comes back, someone will go to the bench as ideally a better player. Whether that player's Dalton Nixon or Colby Lee and the guards making up for Yoli's points will all have filled uh, larger roles. I think that's an astute observation. You know, the, the bad news is BYU's not going to be as good these first nine games, but when they get Yoli on game 10, they'll be better than they would have been if they had Yoli all along. And that makes sense because Colby Lee and Dalton will have more experience, more time on the floor, 
They'll get better, more confident. The guards will have to have stepped up to play better. And uh, everyone, you know, when you lose a superstar, everyone has to lift up their game. And they will, and they'll get confidence from that. And then when Yoli comes back, they'll be better for it. I, I certainly don't choose that, but right. uh, that's what you hope. And it's a great opportunity for some of these guys to get some serious minutes and show what they can do. All right, break time once again. When we come back, we'll hear from San Diego State assistant coach Dave Velasquez as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center and the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. This afternoon, want to know BYU home too. Want to know San Diego State. BYU playing for a seventh consecutive home win over the Aztecs. But these two teams last played on this floor way back in 2011. Despite losing a ton of talent off last season's team, this year's Aztecs are expected to push Utah State near the top of the Mountain West Conference. They're bolstered by a trio of Division I transfers in guards K.J. Fagan and Malachi Flynn and forward Yanni Wetzel, while returner Jordan Shackle adds plenty of three-point punch. SDSU with an easy win over Texas Southern on Tuesday night. I asked assistant coach David Velasquez a short time ago here what head coach Brian Dutcher and his staff like from Tuesday and what they might need to tighten up for Saturday. You know, it's tough to say because there's uh, there's two different beasts in college basketball. There's the home beast, which is staying focused and, and making sure you're prepared for every opponent, respecting them. But then playing with, you know, an edge and using the crowd as your favor. Tonight, we're playing, going into a hostile environment. The Provo Center is one of the best in the country. And uh, we're excited to see our mental toughness, not just our physical toughness, but our mental toughness on the road. And really... There's not much carryover from game one to game two. Two completely different styles of basketball uh, that we're going to be playing tonight. And uh, we just got to be ready and up for the challenge to play a really good BYU team tonight. The only real exposure to this building comes from the coaching staff primarily. And then one guy in K.J. Fagan knows what it's like to play here. You know, but it's also, it's nationally known. It's as hard of a place to play as there is in the country. And when they fill this place up, I mean, we've had, I've been at San Diego State now. It's my 18th season. And we've had games at Kansas, and we've had games all over the country. We've had the New Mexico sellouts. There's no place like this when it's rocking. And they play at a different speed when they're at home. And you have to match that speed. And BYU is a team that can really shoot the ball well. They have been for decades. They play really fast. And uh, we got to make sure that our team and the San Diego State Aztecs are, are ready for the challenge tonight. From last year's meeting at Viejas to here, a little bit of carryover, but, you, but it's kind of surprising how in just the one year, it really is kind of a different look for both teams. Some of it's things like Yoli not playing, for example, or Gavin being out. But it, you really can't just take last year's game and say it'll be more of the same. You can't at all, but but both teams have had four or five guys on both rosters that played in that game last year. With that being said, there's both teams are two completely different basketball teams than they were last year. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think BYU has added two excellent guards. I mean, Toulson and, and, and Barcelo to go along with Haas are just fantastic. And, and to see the growth of, of Nixon from last year when we played him at our place to this year, uh, it's it, you know, they've done a great job here. And then with our guys, you know, Nathan Mitzel was just a freshman uh, who's our starting center now who, who didn't even start against that game against BYU, who's had been great. And Jordan Shackle and Matt Mitchell, who played in the game, both had really good games. Matt yep. Mitchell played great against BYU last 22, year. Yeah. With that being said, 
our guards in the backcourt, just like BYU, completely different style of basketball with Malachi Flynn, a transfer from Washington State. And as you mentioned before, K.J. Fagan from Santa Clara, who's had a lot of success uh, in the West Coast Conference before. The Mountain West Conference, how do you see your league shaking out? How does it look to you? You know, I think our league's going to be better than we were last year. I think it's going to be extremely competitive. I, I, I definitely think Utah State right now is the team to beat with everybody back. I mean, they, they've lost Quinn Taylor, but really, besides in that top eight, they returned seven of the top eight players. Getting Kata and, and Merrill. Merrill, you know, again, Merrill's one of those old-school players that we used to have in the Mount West when BYU and Utah were in the Mount West, those guards that you really can't figure out how to stop them because they could beat you in so many different ways. Sam Merrill's one of the best guards in the country. And so for us, it's Boise State improving from last year. It's New Mexico improving from last year. It's UNLV adding some pieces like a Donnie Tillman, the transfer from Utah to UNLV. So the Mount West should be better than we were last year, and it's going to be an extremely competitive league. And as the BYU fans know, it's a hard place to win on the road in the Mount West. Okay. Uh, BYU with or without Yoli Childs? You know, I think they're different. I really do. I think with Yoli, I think they can they play a little bit more inside out. I think without Yoli, uh, Lee's had a great start to the season, but Yoli Childs is a different beast. I mean, Yoli Childs is a is a professional basketball player at the end of the day. He's a, he's a pro. He's going to make a lot of money playing this game. He, you know, provides so many different mismatch problems for other teams. But with that being said, BYU is going to be BYU. They're going to run really fast in transition. They're going to shoot a ton of threes. They're going to move the ball. And and really defensively, you know, they provide some, you know, if they could keep the ball in front of them, which they've done a pretty good job, job of this year, they're hard to score on. So BYU is a very, very good basketball team. And I, like I said, mentioned before, we are up, we are hopefully up for this challenge to make this a great basketball game here tonight. This is the first weekend of college basketball, and this is exactly as it from a coaching uh, standpoint and a player standpoint. This is what you want to see the first weekend of college basketball. Great preview from you. Hopefully this uh, series continues down the line a little bit. Coach, thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is San Diego State assistant coach David Velasquez. Time now for You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Today, it's an NCAA basketball rules question. Beginning in 2019-20 this year, what is the new shot clock rule when the offense regains possession after a missed field goal or free throw attempt that remains in play? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and San Diego State straight ahead. First up, the answer in today's UB the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mind. Today was an NCAA basketball rules question beginning this season. What's the new shot clock rule when the offense regains possession after a missed field goal attempt in the front court? And here it is. The shot clock is to be reset to 20 seconds when the offensive team is first, the first to gain control of the ball in their front court after an unsuccessful field goal attempt that contacts the ring or the flange or after an unsuccessful free throw that remains in play. That rule change gets the Mark Durant stamp of approval. Mark says that's a good rule. Time for our last break. Final words before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. 
All right, to BYU San Diego State coming right up. Mark, I mentioned the phrase earlier. It's still early in the year, but resume win, right? Today, if they can get it. Big win. SDSU will be good. They'll be at the top of their conference. You got to get them all. This is the time where you're building that resume. Tip off of BYU and San Diego State coming up next. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.